Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson. And although the focus here is primarily on the dad-daughter relationship, you know that these principles and tools also apply to all of your relationships in general. And even if you're not a father, you're going to glean from these topics because they're all focused on helping you as men to relate better to those around you, especially to the women in your life. Well, as we begin, here's my three-word template that I use every week to guide our conversation. On your mark, get set, go. So I invite you as dads to picture yourself standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach, giving you pointers about what works on Venus, that planet that me and your daughters live on. So I'm cheering you on from the sidelines saying on your mark, which is the topic or the theme every week, get set as I fill that in with stories and stats and go is always your action step so that you can put that topic each week into action. Well, that said, let's get this show on the road. Well, actually, okay, I'm using that verbiage specifically today because it ties to the theme of the show today, which is something that I believe you as dads are going to appreciate because it has to do with cars. Oh, yeah, you heard me right. So on your mark today, the title is I Don't Speak Car, Bridging the Dad-Daughter Communication Gap. And my goal today is to provide proactive solutions for navigating communication roadblocks and potholes, you like that clever verbiage, that you might have dads with all the women in your life, especially with your daughters. Because the truth is, and we all know this, we need a little help in understanding each other, wouldn't you say? Of course, it's the Mars-Venus thing, right? We speak two different languages. Martian is the language for those of you who live on Mars, and Venusian is the language that we as women speak on Venus. So maybe today you can think of this as being a little bit of language school. How's that sound? Well, forget set. I'm going to fill in the topic because I'm sure you don't understand quite what I mean by I don't speak car. I'm putting car in quotes. I'm calling that a new language. So let me tell you the backstory because I know I can't crack the code in one episode of The Dad Whisperer, but I do believe that I can share some stories today to validate your experiences of communication challenges, men and women, dads and daughters, and also share some suggestions that may help you bridge that communication gap that often happens with your daughters. Well, let me tell you the backstory of I don't speak car. Well, a while back, I took my car to this local garage because it had been making a strange noise whenever I stepped on the brakes. So my first thought was, I need new shocks. And let me tell you, I am not a car girl. I don't like working on my car. I don't get what my car is telling me. I don't speak that language. But I'm like, okay, maybe it's the shocks, whatever. So I took it to an expert. So I walk in the car dealership. I I tell this guy that I need help because my you know my car is making this weird sound, right? So I give myself a little bonus points here for courageously stepping up despite the discomfort because I don't like doing these things, right? You as men probably have the women in your life saying, you take the car in. You're a car guy. Well, I realize that's maybe not gender specific for all of us, but for me it is. So on this particular day, I walked into the garage and I sought to describe the unusual noise that I was hearing to this shop owner. However, he didn't seem to understand what I was trying to explain. So he suggested that we drive around the block so we could both listen for the sound, right, that was making the problem. And I was confident that I would be validated for what I'd been hearing for quite a long time, but to no avail. So it was then that this guy strongly suggested, I'm telling you, 
This is my opinion, but I would say in a way that I felt was a bit more bold than the conversation merited. So then this guy said to me that he couldn't help me unless I gave him more specific information at a later date to let him know exactly what I was hearing. Do you know why? This always happens, right? The car stopped making the noise when I took it in, of course. So I'm standing there going, okay, I have to come back another time because I can't explain to you what problem my car is having. Now, I assure you that I fully comprehended the need for more specific data in order to identify the problem, but that wasn't really the hardest part for me. Do you want to know what that was? The hardest part was that he talked down to me with a belittling and demeaning tone that made me feel like I was an idiot for not knowing how to exactly explain my dilemma to him. Okay, can you relate? Okay, let me see. Show of hands. Who can relate to me? And I promise you guys, I'm not male bashing here in any way. I'm just saying that many women listening right now, right? You can relate to me. You probably have similar stories to what I experienced. Well, can I be honest and just say that one of the things that sometimes doesn't make sense to me about men, and I'm authentically and respectfully asking you this question, men, maybe you can shed some light on what I'm going to tell you is sometimes a dilemma for me. Feel free. Write me at Dr. Michelle at thedadwhisperer.com, and I'd love to hear from you. So here's my question. I don't quite understand why there sometimes seems to be a need for men to talk louder and stronger in order to make a point when the person being talked to clearly isn't tracking with the content. So in other words, volume and intensity do not change anything in terms of understanding. Now, I know this happens both ways, right? We as women raise our voices too. In fact, right here, right now, if you were sitting here across from me, I have my hand raised right now. I'm going, I'm the first person to say, I can get intense really fast. Ask my dad. He's like, Michelle, lighten up. I know how to go there as well. So, right, this goes both ways. But since I'm wanting to talk to you as dads about how to reach your daughter's heart, I'm just letting you know what this experience was like for me. So back to this day with this guy. So here's what I discovered with this gentleman who owned this VW shop, the one whose bedside manner was obviously better suited to inanimate objects than to humans. That's my summary. Well, he seemed to enjoy powerfully communicating his position while implying that if I couldn't speak in a way that he understood that really it was my problem and I needed to figure that out. Well, you guys, here's the reality is I love learning new things. Like I took my car in so that he could teach me how to listen to something that was going on in my car and have words to communicate with him. I love learning new things. In fact, I feel empowered when I walk into new areas where I've been incompetent because I'm presented with an opportunity to grow as a result of facing my fears while expanding my knowledge base. I promise you that I'm enthusiastically willing to learn something new if someone will just take the time to explain things to me. Now, here's the caveat. With kindness and with respect. Those are the two things that we all need, right? So the problem I had during this interaction with this guy was that he displayed neither of these qualities. There was no kindness, no respect, And I really didn't have any other words in my vocabulary to describe the noise I heard in my car other than what I told him. And I promise you that I wasn't trying to be difficult. I wasn't trying to sound stupid. I gave the best explanation that I had. 
But to him, at least this is how it felt to me, is that it wasn't good enough. He told me that if I came back, two things needed to happen. One, I had to be way more specific with a way better way of letting him know what the problem was. And number two, it would need to get a lot worse before I actually had a legitimate problem. Are you kidding me? You're the expert. You need to help me decode what I don't even know I need to say, right? Well, I couldn't quite determine in that moment whether I felt more disrespected, shamed, or angry. I think it was a combination of all of it. And though I feared that I would incite his wrath more if I asked more questions or didn't say things in a way that he understood because he was escalating in how he was talking to me, I decided that I simply had to speak up for my own you know, my own sanity, my own self-respect, I needed to say something because I didn't like how he was making me feel. So I took the risk and I was literally like coaching myself in my head, giving myself a pep talk because I knew if I didn't say something, like I said, I would miss the opportunity right there to use my voice. And I'm really big into that, right? I'm really big into women having an opportunity to use their voice because that's part of what Jesus did. He would say, what do you want me to do for you? Use your voice and talk to me. Okay, so here, back to the story. I mustered up my courage. I looked at this guy square in the eyes. I met his intensity with these words. I said, I'm not an idiot. I just don't speak car. That's what I called it. You like that? I made up that word right on the fly. I said, I don't speak car. As a matter of fact, sir, I have letters after my name. Letters which would prove to some that I'm not stupid And then I can actually describe complex scenarios in my respective field. We just have different areas of expertise. I did explain this to you the best I could. You and I just speak different languages, and I gave you what I have. So he was standing there a little bit dumbfounded now because, in a way, I met his intensity, right? I didn't just take it. I stood up and used my voice. Okay, but I wasn't finished. You want to hear what I said next? I continued by telling him about the whole Mars-Venus thing. So I chose to assert myself, even though in this world, meaning I was in his garage where he works on cars and the smell was pungent in there, right? But I'm like, I'm going to stand here in this space and use my voice in a way that I felt was empowering for me without being disrespectful to him. So despite feeling what I would now say is a bit bullied, I didn't want to leave knowing I hadn't used my voice. So despite lacking confidence while I spoke, I was happy that he backed down a little bit once I told him that, quote, car wasn't my native tongue. It was then that the thought occurred to me that he was treating me with less dignity and honor than the brakes or any other thing that he installs on VWs. Okay, so this obviously wasn't the greatest experience for me. So I tell you all of that, dads, to ask you this question. Do you ever expect your daughter to know things, which I'm calling speaking car, that she knows things that you know or that you're an expert in, or maybe that she even remembers every lesson you've ever taught her or every lesson from every mistake she's made so that at every moment or any given moment, she's recalling all of that and always getting it right? Or do you ever talk down to her like she's stupid if she doesn't track with you? I think sometimes that's what I hear from dads as well as from daughters, saying that dynamic doesn't help bridge a communication gap between dads and daughters. So imagine, men, imagine with me, if we were all to have 
like a, a moment to sit down and watch footage from our life. Let's go back to when we were five years of age or 10 years of age, where, where maybe we would see the footage of where we didn't always get it right either on the first try or the second try or the third try. I think sometimes watching video back would give all of us a little more grace and a little more patience, don't you? Well, I've told you about my story of not speaking what I'm calling car. I couldn't speak car. And now I want to share a friend of mine, her story. Her name is Lori Austin because she just posted something on her radio program. She has a a program in Austin, Texas, and she titled this clip, Sexism Triggered Me. So she gave me permission to share her story, and I got such a kick out of it because I went, that's my story. I understand what it's like to be a woman sometimes in what we would call, quote, a man's world, a world of cars. And like I said earlier, men, I'm not doing any kind of male bashing here on the Dad Whisperer. Not today, not ever. My goal is to let you as dads hear about what certain circumstances or experiences are like for us as women Things that you may not even think are significant for our gender so that you can have more empathy and more insight into what your daughters are dealing with. So as a result, I'm trusting and hopeful that this will help you understand more about how you can be more supportive of your daughter. Well, with that said, here's my friend Lori sharing her car story. Well, we all have those triggers, those things that you can just feel your blood boil instantly. And the other day, my trigger... Oh, it got fired off. I was, my, here's my trigger. <laughs> when I am ignored in the room because I'm a woman, when I'm not talked to in the room. And the situation was I was buying a car. Nobody likes being in those situations, or maybe I'm just projecting that on everybody. I don't like being in that situation because I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a car person. So it's territory that I don't feel extremely confident being in. But I did the legwork, the due diligence. I did all the research of what car I wanted. I've been on those test drives. I've been corresponding with the salesperson to negotiate the price. It is my name and my name alone that's on the financial paperwork. And when we went in to finally sign all of the paperwork with the, you know, the man behind the curtain, the financial guy, he is explaining everything to my boyfriend. Doesn't even look at me, not once. Boom! <laughs> that annoyance just went on that trigger alert, and I did something that I shouldn't have done. I interrupted him in the middle of a sentence, and I said, hi, hi, yeah, I'm the one buying the car. And I kind of, with my hand motions, I implied, dude, look at me, talk to me. Here's the thing. I wasn't wrong for wanting to be recognized as the car buyer, as being capable for setting everything up and making it happen. I was wrong for not being gracious and for embarrassing either one of the men that were in the room. I know that I embarrassed my boyfriend because I embarrassed the finance guy. And it didn't matter if the guy was wrong in what he did. I whew, I need to keep my head in check and be more gracious in how I, I handle situations like this. Because ladies, you know, it happens a lot. I've been in a lot of different places. I did the research. I put together the Excel spreadsheet. I put together the PowerPoint deck. <laughs> I wasn't the one that maybe made the presentation, but I gave them all of the analysis. And then I was the one that was asked to go make some coffee in the room. Woo! Woo! Whatever it is that triggers us, we cannot let it own us. We got to sit back. We got to be cool and say, "Ooh, Jesus, you take the wheel. And I am working on that. How are you doing? Okay, isn't that awesome? I love how Lori says that we can't let that which triggers us own us. Do I hear an amen? I love that. Did you also hear her say that she doesn't like being in situations where she's not confident? 
I mean, truth be told, none of us like that, right? So dads, Lori and I are saying much the same thing. And I want to continue by saying that when it comes to relating to your daughters, the more you can put yourself in her shoes and walk a mile in them, and the more you can look through her lens, through her eyes, to see what she's experiencing, the closer the two of you will become because she'll feel like you're with her and like you're relating to her on her level. Well, as long as we're on this topic, I'm going to take a slight detour, and I want to share with you a really funny story that a friend of mine just shared because we were talking about this theme of me not speaking car as a Venusian. And he said, oh my goodness, I'm going to counter that, Dr. Michelle, with the phrase, I don't speak feelings. And we had a really fun and funny dialogue because he said, it's the same on my planet. He said, I don't get this any more than you do on yours. And I said, okay, tell me more. So this is from my friend, Dr. Joe Martin. He's the founder of Real Men Connect. He's been a guest here on The Dad Whisperer, and I've had a privilege of joining him a couple times on his podcast as well. So here's what he said. He said, I've actually got a current story for you. He said, I just went on a vacation with my wife and my teenage daughters. And he said, I had a crash course on how to, quote, speak feelings. He said, this was a challenging, challenging vacation. And so here's some things that he said that he had to learn on his trip about how to better speak feelings. Maybe you dads will feel a little bit validated by just hearing what Dr. Joe has to say. He said, on this vacation, I learned, number one, that women say, if you don't ask me about it, that means you must not care. And he was like, are you kidding me? He said, this is crazy because he said, I didn't know that not knowing what a woman wants and thinks without her telling me as a man or us as a, as a gender of men means that we don't care. We don't really want to go somewhere or that we'd rather be doing something else. Number two lesson, he said, he learned as a man that the women in his life were saying, if you don't respond to my request quickly, then you must only care about yourself. Again, he's saying, are you kidding me? He said when he was on this vacation, he felt like he was basically, you know, the guy that was just their servant. He said, I was picking up their luggage. I was getting them things that they wanted. And he said, I love doing that. I love serving them. But sometimes it's a bit hard when it's expected. Do I hear an amen again from you men, right? Number three lesson he learned while he was on this trip is number three. If you take time away to be away from me, this is what his wife and daughter thought is Dr. Joe, Joe, if you take time to be away from me or from us, you must be mad at us. And he was like, again, are you kidding me? If I need a break from you, it has nothing to do with you. It's that I'm needing to unplug for a minute. So how many of you men can relate to what Dr. Joe had to say there about not speaking feelings? So really, we're all in the same boat, aren't we? Where we're being challenged every single day to learn the language of the ones we love, especially across the gender aisle, when we're wanting to show more that we love them enough to learn how to speak in their language, which is really what missionaries do, right? They do language training. My best friend lives in the Czech Republic. She had years of language training. She had to do that to say, I want to reach the people that I'm living among. So dads, maybe today this will be a reminder to you to say, I've got to work on learning the language of Venusian, because she doesn't speak car, and I can't expect her to. 
Well, if you're just joining me, my name's Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, and today the title of the show is I Don't Speak Car, Bridging the Dad-Daughter Communication Gap. Because there's a big gap, isn't there, dads? Well, you've all heard me say many times before, and I'll say it again, the research confirms that every area, literally, I, I need to bold that and underline it and put it in neon sign version, right? Every area of a daughter's life is better when she feels connected to her father. Yet, as Dr. Joe just pointed out here, how can a dad positively support his daughter so that she feels connected to him if he doesn't, quote, speak feelings? Well, it seems to me that as you, as fathers, are listening now and as you're invested in relating to your daughters in ways that build her up, don't tear her down, that you could use some insider Venusian trade secrets to learn how to speak her foreign language, right? So dads, if you want to learn to speak the language of your daughter, it's going to take commitment on your part to learn to speak feelings. Well, you know that I love to end every show with a go step. And I'm giving myself a little bit extra time today because I really want to make sure that this is making sense now that you've got this concept. I'm sure all of you go, okay, I'm the first to raise my hand. When I think I'm doing a good job of communicating, I watch the impact. Well, that was a bomb. So I want to make sure today that I'm giving you enough information to take this away from here today to change how you interact with your daughter and do it more proactively. So here are your go steps. I'm going to give you two options that you can choose from if you want to work on connecting with your daughter in a way that you speak feelings. Okay? Number one, use feeling words instead of thinking words when you talk to her. So use feeling words instead of thinking words when you talk to her. So I think about even this week, I had a a parent join an adult daughter in a counseling session, and I could tell that this mama, bless her heart, spoke thinking. She didn't speak feeling. So look, I'm giving you an example of this doesn't always just apply to fathers and daughters. It can apply also to mothers and daughters. So what I did for her and what I do for dads in the ABBA project, and I'm telling you here, is I give a handout. I always call myself a handout queen. So I gave her this handout and said, look at this. And on the top are five feeling words, happy, angry, sad, scared, and confused. And then under each of those words are about 25 other words that give those words more depth. So for example, happy, angry, sad, scared, confused, the big five. So if you were to say to your daughter, wow, you seem really sad today, rather than saying, whoa, what's, what's up with you today? You need to you know, have an attitude correction, course correction. Nope, say, validate the feelings. You seem like you're sad today. And then other words, you could even Google this, man. Google synonyms for sad. You would read words like devastated, drained, exhausted, worthless, terrible, isolated, alienated. See how that gives that a lot more flavor. So then if she had a hard day at school, you could say, did something today make you feel really terrible? Because it seems like you're really sad. That is the language of feelings. In fact, that's what Jesus did with Martha in Luke 10, 41. You remember the story. Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house. She's freaking out that 13 men are coming to her house for dinner. And her sister was not helping her. Okay, so she's melting down. And I love the fact that Jesus says to her, you are worried and upset about many things. Notice she didn't tell him that she was feeling those things. He said, you are worried and upset about many things. 
He tenderly named her emotions, no judgment, no criticism, no telling her that she needed to shape up or ship out. He doesn't try to talk her out of what she's feeling in order to get her to think rationally. In other words, Jesus speaks feelings. Isn't that awesome? And because you can ask Jesus to help you as a father relate to your daughter, he can help you do the same. Okay, so go step number one. Use feeling words instead of thinking words more often than not. Number two, don't put her down for not pacing with you fast enough or failing to track with you on topics that aren't her forte. Let me say that again. Don't put her down for not pacing with you fast enough or for failing to track with topics that aren't her forte. Because that's what happened to me when I went to the car dealership. It would have been really helpful if he was just kind to me, rather than making me feel like I was an idiot because I couldn't tell him in a language that he understood what was going on. So dads, if you let kindness, patience, and gentleness be your guide, they'll go a long way towards letting her know that you value, respect, and honor her. Well, dads, to understand what she's saying, you're going to have to come her way. Since you're the adult, you're the dad, the leadership falls to you. Because even on the best of days, she might not have any better words than what comes out of her mouth to explain what's going on inside of her. So why not make it your goal today to take a step toward learning to speak your daughter's native language in her own unique dialect? And once you've done that, she'll be more open to learning to speak, quote, car with you as her teacher. I'd call that a win-win, wouldn't you? Well, on your mark today has been I Don't Speak Car, bridging the dad-daughter communication gap. And you've heard the get set part. I filled that in with stories and stats. And now go. Your action step this week, dads, is use feeling words instead of thinking words. And number two... Work to come her direction so that she doesn't have to come your way as you model God as a father and Jesus to her because you don't put her down for not pacing with you fast enough. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com and find more resources. There's also a link to Amazon where you can find my book in print, or if you prefer to listen, it's also on Audible. And it's just titled, Dad, Here's What I Really Need From You, A Guide for Connecting With Your Daughter's Heart. You can also go to the Dad Whisper podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Well, this wraps up another week's program. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson, the Dad Whisperer, encouraging you as dads to make today a day where you are intentionally and consistently investing in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Go Dads!